Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Black Lightning just finished its first season, and I was lucky enough to speak to the series composer, Kurt Farquhar. Well, it's great to talk to you. Certainly have uh, admired your work, uh, and you know I love superheroes, so Black Lightning, man, I love watching them. And uh, I remember Cress from uh, from Nash Bridges and liked them on that show, and I, when he was cast, it was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's amazing, isn't he? He's great. He's great. And there's something about uh, a father superhero with his daughter working together, and possibly now two daughters. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's really a nice family dynamic. We've never really seen that before, so it's kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very very unique in that way. Uh, I, I find it uh, an interesting. Uh, a uh, set of circumstances to have to deal with as a composer, you know, mm-hmm. the, that, you know, you have, uh, uh, what, what Black Lightning is doing, but then we're starting to, uh, see, well, first with the oldest daughter, Nefessa, and, uh, yeah. then we're gonna see, we're gonna start to see what, uh, what if anything happens with Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she came up big in the last episode. I'll tell you, she really did. Uh, yeah, well, uh, 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 look forward to her. <laughs> this should be a to be exciting what we see in the in the in the season finale too. So. Now, now I know you. To yeah, absolutely. I know you studied in uh, in Versailles, and I detected yeah. a little bit of a classical motif. And I know you wrote symphonies when you were like twelve years old. So, is yeah. that <clears throat> part of your roots as musically? Classically, compositionally, I've a. Uh, Always been attracted. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Charles Ives and Stravinsky mm-hmm. and 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 Gattel. and to be able to incorporate that in this modern day with uh, uh, with Black Lightning, uh, it's a melange of <laughs> so many sounds. You have everything from EDM and dubstep to to trap music yeah. to to some tinges of jazz and mm-hmm. and uh, and hip hop. I mean, as a matter of fact, one of the uh, last week's episode, episode 112, when uh, Painkiller goes into the school and the listen to the string uh, melody in the uh, front part where he's uh, shooting a bunch of kids. It's uh, it's like a it's a on a Miles Davis solo but, <laughs> that he would have done back in the late 70s, early 80s. That sort of phrases sort of thing that he was doing back with the, the funkier group. Yeah, that's. Listen to the strings. Sci-fi talk returns in a moment. Well, you it's know exactly that. Come to think of it, yeah, well, I, re- string section. I remember that now. That was that's really cool. It really seemed to fit. It fits so yeah, well, exactly. you know. You wouldn't yeah. think. You wouldn't think that, but uh, yeah, it fits extremely well. Yeah, so I was like, I'm always trying to find some different way of how can we make these these characters have some sense of that yet that that they are African American. Mm-hmm. But without me having to superimpose a hip hop beat on it every ten seconds, you right? Know? Right. You, that's that's not you true. Know? That's right. And I mean, well, hell, my favorite music is country and western, so you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was so definitely not all this. And I grew up studying classical music, you know. There you go. Which so many people are like to have a broad thing. So I, I bring in other elements that definitely you give you a sense of who this is happening to, mm-hmm. but at the same time. uh and, and and I think at the same time it helps to stretch the music in a in a unique way. Hi, this is Jewel State. Hi, this is Justin Hartley from Smallville and Gemini Division. Hi, I'm Lance Riddick. 
I'm one of the stars of Fringe. Hi, this is Virginia Hay. I play Zan in Fast Hey, this is Robert Patrick. Hey, this is James Marsters on Sci-Fi Talk with Tony Tolado. This is Colin Cunningham, also known as Major Davis SG-1, Stargate SG-1, I should say. Hi there, this is Christopher Heyerdahl from Sanctuary. I played Montague John Druitt. Hi, I'm George Takei, and I listen to Sci-Fi Talk. I was born in Cuba but grew up in America, so I was exposed to rock music, and I was also had the privilege of being alive during the great Motown years, so I got a lot yeah. of that. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I listen to some country also. So if you live here, or, or most places, I think you're exposed, especially now with the Internet, you're exposed to a lot. That's why I think it's actually perfect to have a, a, a sound that is a little broader in scope. Yeah. Because today, these kids are used to, uh, children are used to mm-hmm. hearing mu- music and sounds from around the world. You yeah. Know? When I was, uh, when I was younger, you know, you had to go down to the record store and, and right. research something. And there was a, there was one radio station in Chicago called Triad that used to, <laughs> used to only come on on Friday nights. Friday till uh uh, uh Friday night till Sunday evening. Wow. And it, and they'd have this uh, uh show called Songs from Across the Big Swamp. Wow. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you would hear and where you would hear all this music all this music that was coming from Europe, you know. I mean bands bands like Genesis had not been discovered yet. That's right. You know, they were just coming a lot of a lot of craft work and a lot of mm. different bands. Yeah. Uh German bands and whatnot, you know. Uh, and we were just that. That was how we thought that out. Right now, they just pull their phone out their pocket and, and search there it is. and and get all this amazing news. So they're they're as limited as their uh as as their thumbs are. That's pretty much. That's <laughs> pretty much. If their thumb gets tired, then they might get limited. But other than that, they can get reach out to anything that they want, put their hands on it immediately. And yeah. I think that, that a show like this, where it has a a grand scope, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're we're not just doing things that sound uh, urban and and R&B. Although at the same time, we uh, we're very unapologetic when it comes to that type of sound. Sure. Uh, with the songs and whatnot, there's a larger scope. I mean, I uh, I'm doing something different, but at the same time, I'm not throwing out the baby with the bathwater. I mean, you're hearing the whole yeah. soaring French horn mm-hmm. hero themes and stuff uh, in my in in my. Uh, Scores as the same you would hear with Blake Neely, for example. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I was very thrilled when this show came on. This is really your first superhero show that you scored. So, how yeah. did, when you oh. first got the job, uh, it was—I I guess it was a combination of oh, great, and then it's like oh, wait a minute, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was—it was definitely an exciting moment. You yeah. know, I. I felt like that everything that I've done has uh, led me to this moment. Uh, I was uh, right before this show. I was doing a show called uh, uh, Stitchers on uh, Freeform, and uh, oh yeah, and you know it had like a, a, a sort of sci-fi element with mm-hmm. the uh, you know they were hacking it, the government program that was hacking into the minds of the recently dead, you know, mm-hmm. solve crimes. So we had to do a, a pretty interesting and stretching sort of score uh, for that. But you know, but other than other than that, there's not a lot that would tell you that I should be able to do this. <laughs> so, so I think hats off to Salim <laughs> for believing that I might be able to uh, come up with something uh, relevant and uh, 
special for this show, and I think, and uh, I believe we, I believe we have the fans seem to be uh, really taken to it. Exactly. Oh, you know, I tell you, I this is a, and in some ways, I've been, I'm waiting for shows like this forever, to you know, to showcase diversity. And I'll tell you, between this show and and what Black Panther did, it's really mm. amazing. I mean, that's, I, I'm just like thrilled that these uh, that that a wider audience is now tuning into these things and that I couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting time to be in. I'm so thankful to, to be a part of a moment like this, you know, where people are doing some, uh, just doing, uh, stories from a, from another point of view that, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's also relevant and, uh, just, just really thankful to be a part of it. Yeah, I hope that, uh, in the future, Black Lightning is involved in the crossover too with, uh, with the other show. That would be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned, I had a conversation one time when I first got the job with, uh, Blake Neely. He's such a, yes. such a, a really, really, uh, decent man and he's yeah. very welcoming, uh, to me. He says, oh, well, you know, hopefully it'll be, uh, uh, the crossover and you'll be involved in that, you know, and it'll be a great thing to, to do some of this together. It'll be, uh, really, really fabulous. Yeah. I think they wanted to give, you know, Black Lightning, his first season alone to establish the show. And then now that it's done, I think he's uh, certainly for season two, that'd be awesome to to have that multi-night crossover would be fantastic. Well, let's, well, let's see what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. There, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sci-Fi Talk continues, so stay tuned. So when you compose, what is your instrument of choice? Do you, do you, you know, I mean, now you can use iPads, you can... Do it the old-fashioned way and just write, or you can just go on a piano or a guitar and kind of uh, work out a med. Uh, sometimes, uh, a lot of times it's at the piano in mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the programming studio. But uh, a lot of times I'm just I'm literally sitting here in the middle of the night because I'm a very early riser. Mm-hmm. So I'll be up at four thirty or five o'clock, and I'll I'll just be tossing around uh, themes and melodies inside my head, you know. And, uh, write a few things down and, and go at trying to put them together once we get to the studio. Now, I know you've done your share of sitcoms. And is it tougher to write for an adventure show like this or a sitcom? But it's a different thing. Yeah. They all have their, they all have their uh, difficulties. Mm -hmm. Somebody, no, no composer, no musician alive. You think about it. Uh, 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 multicam sitcoms like a King of Queens or whatever. Yeah. Where the average, Average piece of music it ranges ranges from three to three to seven seconds. Yeah, nobody comes up thinking to to write for three to seven seconds. You you, I mean, that's not <laughs> that's not what you you think in terms of songs. You think in terms of symphonies. You think in terms of everything, and you never think in terms of of short little bits of music. And another thing you never think of is comedy. No one none of us thinks, oh, I'm going to join a band so I can. So I can uh, play music that makes people laugh. <laughs> it didn't happen. Yeah. And, and, and that way, the girls will like me. <laughs> yes, that's right. And no, you think, I'm going to do some hardcore, edgy stuff, you know. I'm going to join a rock band. I'm going to go on tour. And, and the girls will like me. That's, <laughs> you know, that's the original thought. But then people, uh, then, then you come to some scenarios like this where you have a show. And I have to say that. To do a three or five or eight second cue mm-hmm. that that feels like it has a beginning, a middle, and an end, 
is a has a challenge. It's frustrating yeah. for it not to sound silly mm-hmm. to uh to to have something unique. I mean, what I was able to do with King of Queens was relatively unique score. You know, yeah, a unique take on how to do something like that. That has its difficulties, and doing something for an epic superhero thing has mm. its difficulties. Uh, yeah. I love them all, though. To be honest with you, I, I one thing doing one thing doesn't make me not want to do the other. Which right. is why I keep on doing a bunch of different shows because <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's enjoyable. You know, I come, I will work on uh, a show like uh, Black Lightning, mm-hmm. uh, which is very intense and and emotional and yeah. gritty edgy and definitely dark. Mm-hmm. And even their lighter moments always have a sort of melancholy to them, a mm-hmm. sort of darkness on the uh once you scratch the surface. Mm-hmm. But then I work on a show like uh like In Contempt that just premiered last week on uh, BET, which yeah. is a courtroom drama. Mm-hmm. It's a courtroom procedural. That has a complete other set of uh of of needs mm-hmm. than what Black Lightning does. And a complete Different sort of sound, and it's it's almost relaxing when I uh, it's not like I don't feel like it's more work. I feel like it's relaxing when I go from one show to the next, okay. and then I go into a show like The Quad, which was mm. totally yet another different thing again. Yeah, uh, and now I'm moving on to uh, uh, Saints and Sinners, which is yet another sound. And so when I move to the different shows, it gives me a relaxation and. And now I'm about to go back to a, a comedies. I'm getting ready to, to do a, uh, a film at uh, Lionsgate. Oh, nice! Called Two Minutes of Fame, <laughs> and uh, with uh, starring Jay Farrell. Oh, very uh, good. Night Live, so I'm very excited about that. And that's a comedy. Yeah. So, and that'll be it, instead of getting being tired, I'll just be much more relaxed that I I shifted and got to do yet another thing, and it opens up another part of mm-hmm. of my creative spirit. Yeah. And allows me to let that out. When when you you've also been a performer and does that really help you as well when you score? In the in the context that you you have a sense of what these uh, characters these actors are going through. Yeah. When you've been a performer yourself, when you're the person that all the eyes are on, mm-hmm. you know, and you're having that sort of uh, uh, that sort of intensity, honey, you get a sense of that. So I'm very uh, I tell you I'm very <laughs> uh, in tune. With what they're doing with their rhythm, you yeah. know, as opposed to superimposing my thing. I have a, this style called dancing with dialogue. Where <laughs> if I, I feel like if I'm doing it right, it's like an embrace, like a nice dance, and we're waltzing around, and no one's pushing against each other to the point that if I do it right, you don't even notice that I'm there totally. I'm just totally enraptured and wrapped mm-hmm. around their rhythm. Mm-hmm. I take, I listen, and I get the feel of their rhythm, and I make my music go with that. Yeah. Now there was a a scene with with Cress uh, and one of his daughters in her room. They're talking. Uh, yeah. Before he finds out about uh, you know her mother's trying to suppress the gene, and uh, there was a nice little motif that was playing that you had there that really just enhanced the mood of what they were doing. And uh, that's exactly what you just talked about, and it just totally fit. You 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 nailed it 110 percent. Yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a, uh, one of that's the new Jennifer theme. Yeah, we're gonna watch that theme develop. We've seen little bits and pieces of it over the last few episodes, mm-hmm. and uh, 
And as Jennifer grows to wherever she's going to go to, uh, That's right. uh, this, this theme may or may not <laughs> grow with her, you know, <laughs> to a, a grander, more epic sort of thing. Who knows? <laughs> but, uh, no, but, I yeah, love that's, uh, I love that's it. That's her think, theme. Yeah, I love it. I think it's great. It really, uh, it, you know, it's, it's re, it really fits her right now. Uh, yeah. You know, like every teen, she's going through some things and trying to figure out who she is. And, you know, with the powers, it only enhances what she's going through. And, uh, you know, and I, you know, and also her studies, that episode pointed that out too. So really, you know, it's, it's a, I don't mean to interrupt, but it's really cool, uh, you know, the, uh, that it's showing real life, but there's powers there too. So I, I like that. Oh, I love it. I love the uh, line in, uh, uh, I think it was a season. Uh, episode 10 or something like that. Look, look, look at me projecting. Season 10. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, episode 10, I believe, I believe it was where she was talking with her mom and she, she, uh, she says, I, I don't, I don't want to save the world. I want to go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I want, you know, I want to help wherever I go when someday have kids, you know, and then it dawns on her that can I even have kids? I got the thing going on in me, yeah. you know. And that was a real, that became a very real moment. It was first sweet and funny, and then it became real when she said, can I even have kids? And, and sitting there with her mom, and they don't even really know. That's right. I, I love this show, that it, it wraps, it, 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 it wraps itself in, in very real issues in a very unique way. Yes. But all, all while still being true to whatever, whatever we've come to think of superheroes. I love it. I, love yeah. it. I think I'm, I think that this is one of the most special shows on television. There's just something incredibly unique and powerful about it. I totally agree. I mean, it's awesome. It's great to watch, and you know, I lo- I love the cast. It's just a really great cast, and always like to see James Raymar in anything. So he's your favorite oh, character yeah. actor of mine. Oh my God, I love him. I remember uh, <laughs> uh, I used to be a soap opera geek, so I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> soap opera. Was- what was it? Uh, oh God, which one was was he on One Life to Live? Or I think so. It, yeah, uh, I think yeah. One. <laughs> he was a he was a gangster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> so, the thing. He's always played bad guys. So to see him play a good guy for a change, uh, you know, with an edge, but still a good guy, yeah. I like that. You know, it's great. Absolutely amazing. I mean, he is phenomenal. Yeah. He and, is. The, and the and the uh, China Mephisto mm-hmm. are just. Uh, amazing. Oh. I, from the first time that I saw them, I said, came home and I told my wife, I said, these girls are going to be stars. They're just, they're going to be just like, they're going to blow up so much bigger than they've ever been or ever thought of, you know, uh, yeah. from this show because they, when I saw them together, I, I thought they were like real sisters or something. Yeah. They were just so, so cute, so, so real. I mean, given what they're writing is for them is amazing, but, how they're doing and how they're helping you realize mm-hmm. what a young black girl is right now. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's going to be, this is going to be something, these are characters people are going to look back on for years. Those yeah. girls are amazing and they, and I love them because I, I kind of follow them online and I, and I, <laughs> uh, I, I just love how they just seem to be embracing it and enjoying the, the whole ride. That's mm-hmm. really exciting to see. Um, any word on season two yet? Yes, yes, we, they announced, uh, they announced just this past week that we've been picked up for season two. So, that's wow. awesome. That's awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah, I am 
so excited. We were just all jumping up and down uh, and uh, thoroughly through the roof that we can know up front that we're <clears throat> we're coming back to season two. Very excited about it. Hoping it's going to be a full 22 episodes this time. And, uh, yeah. So that, uh, uh, you know, there's so much, so many stories that the writers have to tell on the side. When I talk to them from time to time, it's just like, what's inside their heads? Oh my God. You just, you guys have no idea what's coming for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I've always wanted to be a fly in a wall in a writer's room of a hit show and just hear the ideas being bandied about. Oh yeah. (laughs) Especially the ones that don't make it. It's like, oh, Oh. (laughs) you know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So, are are you are you uh, going to be able to attend Comic Con? I'm sure the cast is going to go this year. Yeah, yes, I I I, uh, I intend to be at Comic Con. Uh, we're trying. Uh, we're in the process of setting up uh, uh, some panels. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, I'm definitely going to be a part of some music panel. Oh, great! Uh, regarding this, and uh, we're trying to get a a uh, something for maybe possibly for a full Black Lightning. Uh, uh, mm. music panel where the music supervisor and the, and the, uh, myself and the editors and whatnot get together and talk about what we do because it's actually a pretty unique process and uh, yeah. what we're doing and so be pretty it'll be pretty exciting so we'll definitely be there I hope to see you, if you yeah are. I, I I I should be there I'll I'll find a way I always do so, fantastic yeah well it was great talking to you Kurt really love your work and uh, I'm in, I'm just enjoying the show and. Uh, he's a superhero to me first. He who happens to be black. That's the way I look at him. And uh, you know, he's a hero, and that's what I look into. And uh, it's great to see him. It really is. Oh, fantastic! I'm so glad you like the show. I'm so glad it's, it's resonating uh, with you. And uh, keep on watching. There's going to be some amazing things to come. And uh, thanks for giving me a call. I really had a good time talking with you. Kurt, anytime. I uh, really love your work, and, uh, you know, you, you have li- literally, you know, you're one of the lucky ones that knew young what they wanted to do and now is doing it, uh, you know, and you also worked on your craft. And uh, it, it, believe me, we can tell when we listen to it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Uh, you're so welcome, Kurt. You take care. Hope to see you. Bye-bye, Tony, and I hope to see you in Comic-Con. All right. Look for Black Lightning on the CW and catch up on demand. This is Tony Tolado, and thanks for listening.